Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. May we be kind to one another. May we be kind to one another. Let's begin by chanting together the mantra or sacred words of blessing and compassion, Om Mani Padme Hung, the Dalai Lama of Tibet's personal meditation mantra, sacred words of faith and blessing, compassion, Om Mani Padme Hung. Sending loving kindness and compassion, forgiveness and mercy, caring and healing throughout the universe to all beings with whom we are inseparably interconnected. Join in if and when you wish in this sacred blessing and chant of compassion. Om Mani Padme Hung, literally the jewel in the lotus, or more profoundly, the Buddha or the light is within each of us. Om Mani Padme Hung, Om Mani Padme Hung, Om Mani Padme Hung, Om Mani Padme Hung, and again, Om Mani Padme Hung, Om Mani Padme Hung, Om Mani Padme Hung, Om Mani everywhere with whom we are inseparably interconnected and who want and need the same as we do. May all be awakened, liberated, healed, fulfilled, and free. May there be peace and harmony in this world and throughout all possible realms of existence and an end to war, poverty, injustice, oppression, 
And may we all together complete the spiritual journey in the light. From Psalm 97, sow seeds of light into an earth that covers them with dark for now, seeds to sprout upright, for the upright heart to flower in joy and justice. It's my honor and privilege today to be with you, to help co-create a better world and a new generation of spirit-centered activists, spiritual activists, altruists, and to share this moment with my dear friend and Dharma sister, the Reverend Kim Harvey, whose delightful and lovely, radiant, lavender soul illumines this historic church here in the heart of Boston. The breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. You must ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth over the threshold where the two worlds touch. The door is round and open. Don't go back to sleep. That's our friend, Persian mystical poet, Rumi. Thanksgiving is past, and solstice, and Hanukkah, and Christmas, and Kwanzaa, and New Year's are coming. For some of us, going back to sleep might sound really sweet just about now. Today, Lama Suryadas and I are proposing an alternative. What if instead we chose to wake up? We choose to wake up. Choose that round and open door. What if against the odds we choose to take the days out of holidays to put the holy in holiday? We're game if you are. First we need willingness. Then we need intention and attention. And finally, we need to choose to witness and manifest the holy. First, willingness. It's cold outside and getting colder. It's dark outside and getting darker. And the holidays are hard upon us. For some of us headed to grandmother's house over the river and through the woods, would more accurately be sung, you heard the remix here first, through the woods and into the river. <laughs> I wrote that during Thanksgiving. <laughs> At best, the urge to roll over, pull up the sheets and go back to sleep, that deep pull to hibernate is powerful. How easy would it be to give up on this awake thing, this holiness gig, 
before we've even begun. Okay, really easy, I know. But this season holds, as Rumi says it, secrets to tell us, hidden gifts for us. And I really, really don't want us to miss them. So I'm going to beg you, no, I am not above it, I'm going to beg you to stay awake with me. In 1513, Fra Giovanni wrote, the gloom of the world is but a shadow. Behind it, yet within our reach, is joy. There is radiance and glory in the darkness, could we but see. And to see, we have only to look. I beseech you to look. We need intention and attention. Thank you, Your Reverence. <clears throat> we were talking about putting the holy back in the holidays. And I liked what you just said, Kim, to take the days out of the holidays. Not being so dazed, perhaps by our hurry or compulsivity, perhaps by our, I hesitate to say bad habits, but let's say over habits. You know what they are. I won't mention any names. <laughs> but how to make this time sacred, holy days. In fact, every day is a holy day in the spirit and the common power what some call the higher power here in the Boston Commons, the heart of democratic, patriotic America. I like to think of it as the common power, especially for those non-theists who have trouble with such terms. Don't get hung up. The common power, that which is greater than, yet imminent in each of us and all of us. Thank you. This is universal post-denominational wisdom that we can all relate to. If you're in a 12-step program, it's the common power that joins us and heals us. If you're a Buddhist, don't fear that term. It's common, it's universal, neither higher nor lower. We are far beyond theocratic hierarchies, class and caste systems, and so forth, especially here in this wonderful, beloved community, so inclusive, so egalitarian, so embracing and caring. And that is the spirit of these holy days, making every day and every moment holy not proselytizing or missionaryizing, but living it, being the ushers of the kingdom of heaven, not waiting to usher in the kingdom of heaven when some long-awaited savior might reappear. Being the ushers right now through attention and intention, attention to the holy, attention to the other, seeing the light in everyone and everything. Couldn't that be our mindfulness practice today? Recognizing the light, by whatever name, it still is sweet. The light in everyone and everything, every moment. Your brethren and sistren around you right now, and also when we go out into the street. Every person, every dog, every squirrel. If I was in New York, I'd mention every rat and cockroach, but not here in Boston. 
seeing the light in everyone and everything, sacramental vision, recognizing this world as an altar, this earth as the altar, and all those standing and walking on it as God, like gods and goddesses on this earth altar. So I offer you attention, paying attention, and intention, elevating our gaze and maintaining this firm resolve, intention, the essence of conscious evolution, attention and intention to make every day a holy day and every moment vividly meaningful and every encounter an I-thou, not an I-it objectifying encounter, but an I-thou encounter between one and the one. One plus one equals oneness. I have seven little tips, which I'll go, just go through it quickly for a takeaway for making the holidays more sacred. First, generosity. I don't need to mention that here in this wonderful altruistic and self-giving community. Generosity, outer and inner. Even just sharing a smile, or lending a shoulder, giving of yourself, as well as materially in another way. Second, share a prayer, share a poem, share a kindness, share a favor. Third, give yourself a gift, material, or just a gift of time and space, like taking a break during the holidays, or getting away for a minute, five minutes, an hour, during the frenetic, intense day or weekend or week of the holidays. Give yourself a gift, perhaps of time, of solitude, a hot bath or whatever, a moment of prayer, reflection or meditation or yoga. Fourth, inspirational reading and sacred study. I myself like to read the Gospels every December, but there are so many Gospels, including the Gospel of Nature, one can read the sutras, the Tao, and so forth. Inspirational study, sacred study and reading. Fifth, most important, the pivotal ingredient in this recipe for making every day holy in these holidays. Pay attention. Paying attention pays off. Awareness is curative, friends. Pay attention. Moment to moment, live in the holy now through incandescent presence, the practice of presencing. Pay attention. Six, connect with someone you have trouble relating to, perhaps an in-law who you see only at holidays. Practice the virtue of patience. Make amends, tie up some loose end. Connect with someone you may have difficulty with. And seventh, do something for a neighbor. There are many elders, shut-ins, children, the disenfranchised and marginalized who fear and hate holidays, who are extra alone at holidays, try to do something for such a neighbor or someone you know, or even just make a phone call if possible. This is the careful caring that the sages throughout the ages, the saints and sages throughout the ages of all religions and beyond religions have always advocated and embodied. Let's be those spiritual elders and leaders and bodhisattvas and saint-like beings that we have been waiting for and looking for in this, our volatile yet marvelous world. Thank you. Willingness, intention and attention, and choosing to witness and manifest the holy. Choosing, 
I never cease to be amazed by the power of intention, the power to create or destroy. There is no substitute for getting really clear about our values and then our priorities and devoting ourselves to walking our talk, living our values and intentions. Especially during the holidays, this practice demands that we manage competing values and priorities. If we try to do too much, everything is diminished. Less really is more. Focusing our attention is an extraordinarily powerful spiritual practice and exactly what we need to have on tap for stressful or difficult days. Attention. Exactly what we need to put the holy in holiday. If we attend to the holy in this season, that intention has to lead everything we do. If shopping at the mall is not feeling especially soul-satisfying, it's time to decorate or write cards or bake or visit or help out or maybe, just maybe, light one candle. Open our hearts. Smile and sing. These activities are all about making the world more beautiful and giving ourselves away. I can still hear Cherokee teacher Dahani Oahu saying something many years ago that continues to teach me even now. She said, when we feel the poorest, that is the time to give a gift. When we feel the poorest, that is the time to give a gift. She wasn't necessarily talking about a gift we could wrap. She was talking in part about making of ourselves a gift, making of the present a present. The gift of the present, the gift of ourselves, our intention and attention, is precious beyond measure. And finally, just this. If we feel trapped inside traditions that feel soulless to us, over the river and through the woods, through the woods and into the river, it's time to re-ensoul them or make new traditions. Let's do that together. Verily I say unto you, thou shalt not dread the holidays. May we choose to wake up. Choose the round and open door. Together now, let us put the holy in holiday. To complete this portion of the service, our sermon, let's go out singing, chanting, and praying. 
I read in Thomas Merton, one of my favorite authors, God Prays by Dancing. to one another. Content, fulfilled at peace. May there be peace and equality in the world. Amen. 